We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Scott's a great person, great great leader on this team. He's he he works hard and um, you know, what we see what we see on Sundays is just him being competitive, being that fiery player that he is because in a way, you know, he is one of the best receivers in the league or the best receiver in the league. And when he's asking for the ball, I mean, he looks at me sometimes and he's like, you know, why am I not getting the ball? I'm like, hey, you deserve it. You know what I'm saying? You you put in all this work, you become a star in this league and probably possibly one of the best receivers in this league. You deserve to get the ball. You know, so if the ball's not coming to you and you're complaining, then, you know, there's a reason. That is Isaiah McKenzie talking about Stefan Diggs. Nate's hanging out, too. We're going to get to more of your calls, but we are going to the Western Hotline. Nate Geary of pregame, postgame, and Sports Talk Saturday fame is going to be joining us, 803-0550, for you to join us as well. And uh, we will say good morning to Mr. Geary. Hey, what's up there, Nate Geary? How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Just moseying through. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm eating plain Cheerios and skim milk uh, because nothing in life matters. See, that's why you look like you do and I look like I do, because I have frosted Cheerios and I put sugar on it. <laughs> no sugar on my cereal. Eh, whatever. You only live once, Nate. Hey, um, so big picture. Was the season a step back for the Bills? Let's start there. Um, I guess if we're prisoners of the moment, uh, sure. I mean, it feels like a step back, but it's. In reality, it, it, it was kind of more of a lateral step, at least in the ending. But this was a team that bounced back from, what, I mean, 10, 11 wins last year. Uh, was it was it 11? I, I can't remember. I, I know they had six losses. I don't, I don't know the math anymore of these schedules. Six from days. 17 is 11. Yes, okay. So, perfect. Thank you, Howard. Thank, <laughs> thanks for being the adult. Um, but, uh, I mean, they won more football games. They lost three games by a combined score of eight points. And they ran out of gas at the end, um, partially because, you know, the goal was to get the one seed. And for factors outside of their control, they ultimately didn't play enough games to and, and win enough games to get the one seed, which was their plan going into this year, which, you know, hearing some of the guys talk sounded like was like much needed um, going into uh, going into this matchup. And, and frankly, guys, like I think about this, you know, if the Bills don't, fumble at the one yard line and lose in overtime to the Vikings. Um, you know, they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Um, and we're just, a, it's just a different situation. And I think um, that's why the one seed was so valuable. It's why they talked about it all off season and all season long. Is that being the goal and not getting there? I'm, I'm not going to tell you was the reason that they, that they're not still playing, but um, 
you know, I, it, there, there's a reason why there's such an advantage to being that one seed. So um, do I think it's a step back? No, uh, but I guess any step that isn't forward feels like a step back because of the, the sort of urgency that I think a lot of people were, were feeling about winning this season after what happened at the end of last year and then everybody walking into this season, you know, consensus Super Bowl winning team and consensus MVP. And, you know, it was almost going to be impossible to live up to those expectations. And, and obviously that bears out to be true. But, yeah, I mean, disappointing is the right word. Um, but, you know, step back. Um, I don't know. You, you can get me there, but I, I, I maybe I'm not there yet. Let's get connected with our fans. 803-0550 to join us. Butch, you're on. Nate's with us, too. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, thank you. Good, thanks for taking my call. I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, you know, I'm really uh, – I mean, how can I say this? You guys and I have been talking on this radio for over 30-some years. And I'm going to speak for the fans from the older generation. I'm not going to speak – I'm not going to speak about fantasy football fans. I'm not going to speak about getting getting little tools and little uh, toys to play with. I got to talk about oven food, not microwave food. I got to talk about butch, butch. Get to the butch, 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 butch. I love yeah. you. Get to the point. I'm going to. I'm definitely going to get to the point. Okay. I'm definitely going to get to the point. Now, first please. of all, first of all, first of all, and I'm and I'm going to be done with it. And I'll talk to you later on. But this is it. Number one is we got we, we got a guy speaking about. Uh, 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 Stephon Diggs, he should take the C off his jersey. Now, now forget that. Let's go right. Let's go right to the head coach, I, who, who I definitely love. But at the exact same time, Leslie Frazier, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. All you know, the same, the same old defense we've been going on. 13 seconds. They better thank God, Mr. Wilson's not alive and own his football team. When he came back last year after 13 seconds and lost the game, he would have been fired. Okay, but I give, I give, I give Sean McDermott credit. He hung on with the guy. Now, guess what? His his job is. His job is on the line. He's getting under fire because of Leslie Frazier. On the offensive side of the ball, you got you got a, you got an OJT on the job trainer, uh, offensive coordinator. Everybody, I, I didn't expect nothing but what I saw. But at the same time, let's acknowledge that. Let's acknowledge that. Moving forward, you need a CEO, you need a COO, and you need a CFO. Let, let, let Sean McDermott be the CEO. You get your uh, defensive coordinator. If you want to hire, I see. Uh, 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 Von Miller spoke about Washington yesterday. I mean, Vic, you know, you know, let me give you a name out here. Let me give you a name like Vic Fangio. Not kidding about like the Vic Fangio. Oh, you're not playing game. The, the drinking no, game? I mean, Vic Fangio can coach some defense. I'm not sure if he would, you know, be a defensive coordinator under a Sean McDermott if they would, would line up, but there are names out there. The Frazier thing, again, I, I believe I, I think it might have been Joe Marino of the Draft Network who said this that. Frazier's contract is up. If it wasn't Joe, I'm sorry, but I've, I've, I've seen that report that Frazier might be on the last year of a deal, so it wouldn't even be firing. It would be deciding to move in a different direction, which, Nate, Baltimore did that last year with Wink Martindale. They just kind of parted ways, and he went and got a different job, and they got and they just did that with Greg Roman, too, where, hey, you know what, let's just, uh, let's just part ways here. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do that with Frazier after what they say is a really good run. I guess I wouldn't be surprised either, but I, I, I got to tell you, I am not expecting any sort of like widespread or even like specific changes to the coaching staff. Um, you know, it like obviously last year, it kind of felt like the special teams coordinator got scapegoated a little bit. 
um, with, you know, after 13 seconds looking at, you know, whether there's a miscommunication with the kickoff or what have you. But, you know, the special teams coordinator, he got the, the boot, so to speak. I mean, he, he got thrown under the bus when, yeah, the kickoff was part of it, but it was the defensive calls that were the real culprit, I think, at the end of that game. And, you know, they, they brought it back. And I've got to tell you, you know, going into that game, we talked about this in pregame, Jeremy, like in the second half last two weeks ago, uh, the Ravens, and, and this would be, I guess, my biggest gripe with Leslie Frazier is that, and, I, and I'll, I'll even bring this back to week 14 or 15, whenever they played the Dolphins, right, the second time around, is the two weeks prior, the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers put together a blueprint on how to stop Tua. It worked mm-hmm. two weeks in a row, and maybe even a third week before that. And then they go in and they kind of don't do and replicate anything that those defenses did, and they score 29 points on the road in the, in the Bill Stadium. People, they, you know, obviously at the end of the game, Josh Allen walks down the field in the last five minutes and they, they kick a game-expiring field goal. But, like, they put a blueprint together and you ignored it. And then the same can kind of be said about what, team, what the Ravens did to the Bengals in the second half when those offensive linemen went down. They blitzed them 5%. They didn't even touch Joe Burrow. And they were able to stifle that passing offense because they were getting hands on the line of scrimmage. They weren't giving free releases and giving them timing. And listen, guys, I mean, they had 11% pressure rate in the second half, the Ravens did. It's not like they were getting to Joe Burrow either. So the question that I have is, what did you watch in the second half of that game that made you blitz on 23% of Joe Burrow's dropbacks? That doesn't include how many times they blitzed when they ran. So they blitzed a whole lot against a Bengals offense that you don't blitz against. It's like you don't blitz Tom Brady. Why would you blitz Joe Burrow's number one in passer rating for the last two years against the blitz? So, yeah, and the the free releases, and and I said this during the game, that was so frustrating and also made me kind of look at Ken Dorsey in this way is the creativity, the window dressing. I mean, the Bengals forced the Bills to defend every single blade of grass. And you just never felt that way about Ken Dorsey. And on the other side, with, with the defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, it just feels like teams give you a blueprint and you just you want to do what you do. And, like, you want to bend but don't break. But, I mean, you can only bend something for so long before it does break. And I think we got to that point by the end of the year. And I think it is totally fair, guys, to ask if either coordinator has been able to max their unit out and can you get further, especially with, I think, inferior personnel, which is what I think this defense is going to be next year. I don't think they're going to be – can this scheme exist at a high level? Can it be the number two DVOA defense with no Poyer and potentially no Edmonds? And, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, I, I, you know, I, I've got reservations for sure. And what that looks like – I am not expecting changes, but I would certainly be open to them. We are talking bills. We're taking your calls. We're hanging with Nate Geary. Jabbar in Philadelphia. You're on WGR. Thanks for holding on. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Thank you. Great. Um, one point before I make my point. Uh, what Nate was saying, it, is, it makes it hard for me to believe with Sean McDermott being a defensive head coach that Leslie Frazier is putting a defensive plan out there that he's not okaying to begin with. So I don't think Leslie Frazier is going rogue with these defensive plans. I think it's something Sean McDermott is okaying and it's going awry. But I know me personally, I've lived in Philly pretty much most of my life. I've just always been a Bills fan, a friend of mine. But uh, 
I don't think that Sean, just looking from a uh, perspective of Sean McDermott, I know I'm in a loud minority that he shouldn't be head coach, but I've just been looking at some things over the past few days. Any head coach quarterback combination that's won a championship did so in their first five years together. This was the fifth year with Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. By any objective measure, Sean McDermott's the sixth, maybe seventh best head coach in his conference. And he's on the wrong side of the ball moving forward because we see the rules leaning heavily towards the offense and not to the defense. And we just don't have the weapons, I think, in place, especially now considering the cap raises are going up for Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. Like, we're just not even going to have enough weapons to even utilize that side of the ball to be better than the teams we need to get past in a Cincinnati or a Kansas City. So I'm just wondering for the people who want to see Sean McDermott stay, what is it that you think you're going to accomplish having fewer weapons and a lesser coach is going to make you think he's going to get us to the promise. And that means a Super Bowl. I think there's, thanks Jabbar. I think there's two parts to this. One is a general feel or a belief that there's just no way they're going to make a change. So, I'd be shocked kind of, if, if I could make if change. I could make a comparison. It's kind of like calling and saying the Bills should build a dome. They're not going to. Mm-hmm. It's over. Right. It's not. It's not going to happen. You might make a lot of good points. Not happening. So what's the next best thing you do? And that would be if you feel the need to upgrade your offensive coordinator. That's where you go. You, you could do that. The other thing, you know, the general point about building defense. The Bills are trying to build a defense in a league that doesn't want you to play defense, right? Yeah. Like, don't, wouldn't we say that? And these other teams, hmm. I mean, they've got playmakers on defense. The Chiefs' defense is not great. They have a couple of defensive ends that are nice and defensive tackles. In San Francisco, that's the league's best defense right now. They've got stud players at every mm-hmm. level. Yep. They probably can't keep it together. The salary cap makes it really tough. That's That's a big part of this, Nate, is that one of the reasons that teams tend to focus on the offense is you can pay – one guy, quarterback, and two other guys, and fill in around it, and you will have a great offense. For a defense, it probably takes more pieces to be great. And once you have a great defense, keeping that together is near impossible in the salary cap era. It is. And, you know, listen, I mean, I kind of like that point, right, which is if you're a defensive coach, I think you have to be able to lean on your scheme and your coaching ability and put the resources in the other side of the ball that maybe you don't think you have the, you know, listen, and, and Ken Dorsey, uh, you know, I, part of my concern, my fear, guys, is that you look at that side of the ball and you say, well, you know what, he just didn't have the horses. He needs a better offensive line so that he can give Josh Allen more time so that those downfield throws can, you know, can develop and, and they can be the downfield team they want to be. And they need another legitimate wide receiver. So we're going to go surround and give Ken Dorsey these weapons. And then they go out and they waste another year of, of Josh Allen's prime. And that, that is like, I think, a legitimate fear that anybody can have. And to your point, Jeremy, on like building defenses, yeah, it's, it's really hard. And, you know, like Nick Bosa and uh, all of the great pieces on that Sam. San Francisco's cornerbacks, can you name one of them? Like, they they really – they have a dominant front seven, and they can get after the quarterback by rushing four better than anybody in football, and that allows people to – everybody else to drop back. And 
like you would think that that is what the Bills are trying to do. And obviously the Von Miller injury hurt that a lot. But this was my point, you know, a couple people tweeting out like, man, the Bills really missed Von Miller on Sunday. And I was like, yeah, does anybody believe that Von Miller in that game changes anything? Uh, Like, seriously, like is an edge rusher with a quarterback who gets the ball out in 2.5 seconds? going to make any difference in that game whatsoever? No, I, I don't believe that he does. And, and that's from a guy who, oh. I, I mean, maybe I think about it maybe too dramatically in that way, but, like, it just felt like the game plan really failed that defense and did not make them successful. And when you look at the other side, the Bills, what, what do they do on first down more than pretty much any team? They run RPO. Other than the Dolphins, the Bills run – the, did they have one successful or completed RPO pass in that game? I don't believe they did because what happened at the line of scrimmage, they were just getting mugged at the line of scrimmage and there was no free releases and they weren't giving the Bills their layup play and there was no plan B. And that to me is, the. are you afraid of Eli Apple? Is Eli Apple better than any, but any corner on the Bills roster? No, but they got hands on the line of scrimmage. And they disrupted timing and that disrupted their entire rhythm. One quick thing for you on the Cincinnati-Kansas City game coming up and how Bills fans might watch it. So Patrick Mahomes injured his ankle, high ankle sprain. He's going to play this week. Amy Lawrence, who's on before us, pointed out that after the ankle sprain, Mahomes did not throw a pass out of the pocket. Yeah, Can he play a full game throwing in the pocket? And the answer to that question, we don't know yet. Maybe yes or no. Cincinnati's beaten him three times already. But here's my question for it. Don't the Chiefs have everything they need to completely retool their offense to give window dressing, motion, screens, jet sweeps, quick hitters. Mm-hmm. They can do anything they want on offense, and they can adjust if their quarterback literally can't, can't run. Right, right, he can't make off-schedule throws. Then. And the question I would ask you is, could the Bills do that? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. No. There's yeah. no way the Bills could do yeah. that. Yeah. No, the, the answer is no, and you know they spent so much like all of the resources offensively have been spent on running back and then they cycle them out and they trade them and they bring another guy in who makes more than Austin Eckler, but has 11 touches um, instead of going out and get Kadarius Tony who listen, it's very possible guys that Joe Shane and Brian Dable with the relationship that they have with the bills, maybe Brandon Bean called him and like, you guys don't want this guy. Like, you know, we, he is not going to fit the mold of what you guys are doing. We know he doesn't fit our culture. We're getting rid of him just to get rid of him. And maybe that conversation really happened. But then you look at the effect. Now, he missed some time because of the hamstring injury that has plagued him really seemingly since he's walked into the league. But wouldn't you say, I mean, he walks into the game this Sunday and he gives them a dynamic that they did not have. uh, And they didn't have in the first matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, And then you have Nicole Hardman coming back from injury. They've got an embarrassment of fast you know, creative players at the position, Sky Moore and Juju and, like, you know, MBS, who they barely use. Like, but they've got so many weapons, they don't use them, Jimmy. Right. It's about, for me, the, cover, the the point is some about the weapons. It's more about they can do anything on offense. They're going to do the ring around the rosy play, except this time Mahomes will stand still. And you do that for, because of personnel and your head coach is really good at developing your offensive game and your plans. coordinator, and you, just, you are diverse. You yeah. are you know an elite-level offense yeah. around your stud quarterback. You can even you – know, he carries them, and this week they're going to try to carry him, and they might, have, they might have the ability to do it. If this makes sense, their offense isn't built around concepts. 
right? Their offense is built around the quarterback. It's built around disguising things. It's built around, like, and I think Eric Turner said this best, like, you look at Ken Dorsey's offense and it was, okay, the defense is this, so here are the concepts that beat that. And it's very reactionary. It's not proactive. And when you look at the Chiefs offense, they dictate the coverages that you're going to run. And that's the biggest difference between an Andy Reid offense um, and, frankly, uh, a Brian Callahan offense, the one we saw on Sunday with, with, with Cincinnati, and the Bills. The Bills have concepts to beat zone coverages and, or to beat man coverage. And it's very reactionary, and I think that's why they are where they are. And it, Listen, at the end of the day, the numbers were pretty much the same for Josh Allen, but I looked in the playoffs in the two most important games of, of the season – and boy, what a step back he had from his performances last year. And I, I want to tell you, it's probably because of the answers he was been, he had been given. Mr. Geary, thank you very much for coming on with us, sir. It's always a pleasure having you on our show. Thanks, guys. Enjoy Talk your Cheerios. I shall. All right, Nate. Thank you, man. Nate Geary from Sports Talk Saturday. Pre-game, post-game coverage as well with us on our Western Hotline. We're going to get a break in, take more of your phone calls on the Bills, 803-0550 to join us. Uh, hey, heads up, this Thursday, right, this is this Thursday, yes, um, Jeremy is going to be out at the Atwal Eye Care LASIK and Lager event. That is from 5 to 7 p.m. this Thursday at Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. You can learn all about LASIK vision correction, enjoy free food and prizes while supplies last. You do have to pre-register for the event. Don't miss out on your opportunity to do so. Go to atwaleye.com. You also have to be 21 or older to attend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In the event. Sabres don't have great memories of playing in their own end early in the period down there, so they want to get down this end of the ice. Scores! Victor Golovson rips that one to put Buffalo on top 2-1. to Got the Rob Ray doing the old Jim Lorenz. Huh. All right. Uh, that is uh, Victor Olofsson's ninth goal in his last ten games. We'll make that one of the moments of the game last night. Brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. Final stats of the game uh, brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Olofsson got his 22nd. Uh, hey, um, 
Sabres won a game where they scored three or fewer goals. That was really hard for them to do until these last couple wins. They had beat the Islanders the other day with three goals. They won with three goals last night. They were 116-2 when scoring three goals or less. Now they've won their last two games at that number. They're in St. Louis tonight trying to snap a nine-game losing streak in St. Louis. The last time they won there was 2009. And, hey, I am blue and gold tonight. We're going to make it Tage Thompson. Uh, I am blue and gold. Who we watching tonight? Brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business. You don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Tage is in his worst offensive drought of the season in terms of goals. One goal in the last nine games. Mm. Even strength, so he hasn't had a power play goal in the last nine games. This is his worst stretch. He is producing assists. He set up the game-winning goal. That was a really nice play. So he's got six assists in nine games, but only one goal. So I on uh, blue and gold will go with Tage tonight in St. Louis, and we'll have the game here on WGR. Quick question for you, for both of you. Is there a matchup, Super Bowl matchup, you think is better than the, the others? All the potential matchups, to me, I think they're all the same. I'm interested regardless, and I don't have any sort of, I hope that team doesn't make it that's, like, visceral. Like, when the Jaguars made it against the Patriots, I didn't want Jacksonville You're in saying, the like, a team you wouldn't want to be there just from style points, not Whether you don't care for them personally. Style or you hate them too much. I just... The Bengals and Chiefs are about a tie for me. Yeah, I don't want anybody in the NFC, AFC in the Super Bowl. Right, so nothing so can you can do. Skip, can't. And in okay. the NFC, I think both teams are equally fun to watch, so I think yeah. all four, are, I'm good with them. Well, I think Hurts and Philly is fun to watch. I think, but look, the Niners are a great story. Brock Purdy maybe winning a Super Bowl would be an amazing story. And they do have really cool weapons to watch, and Sebo, uh, Debo Samuel and Kittle and all that. Um. I have no rooting preference, quite honestly, for either NFC team at this point. I really don't care. I don't hate either franchise. I don't. I'm not pulling for a story for either franchise. I guess Nick Sirianni. He's from Jamestown. Okay. Should I pull for them? Uh, so he I don't... though he he's becoming what is he becoming unlikable or is he becoming more likable? He's, a lot of shenanigans going on in the sidelines he with him. Is an unapologetic. And he's kind of a goon out he... there, isn't he? Little. Like he's shaking his head, he's he's sipping coffee in the final drive, just Is walking it? down. I saw now they showed one clip the other night where like one of the officials was trying to shoo off the sideline. He's like, "I've got a right to be down yeah. here." I don't. Yeah, I he's, know what I'm bleeping doing. Yeah, I do, I also yeah. I don't know who maybe initiated this. I think I saw that him and Dable did not shake hands after that game. Hmm. Huh? I wonder why. He's uh yeah he's like an attitude era coach. Seriously. Yeah, that's 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 the fine. Great way I, I wouldn't necessarily it. root against him because of that. I just I yeah again I I. Don't particularly – none of the four teams I really care about. I would have told you I would have rooted for Cincinnati, right? Bengals haven't won a Super Bowl. We're okay with their fans, blah, blah, blah. Do not like the stuff that happened. Now, Eli Apple's trolling digs yesterday with a bunch of trash on social media. The Bengals are just going into my dislike column very quickly. So that's why I, I couldn't – I'm not rooting for the Bengals or Kansas City because I'm tired of the Chiefs. I'll probably end up rooting for whoever comes out of the NFC. I think – Despite the Eli Apple stuff and the the ticket stuff, I think I'm gonna try to hold strong and I root can't, for. Joe. It, that's the fan base by far that I would feel the best for winning. Yes, but like I, the, not the, even the close. Bengals players and their coach have made it almost impossible for me for for root for them. The only way I'd root for them is if they were playing like New England on Sunday. 
I don't know. I just I don't like the Chiefs or the Bengals. Right I think now. I also have to root against the 49ers because old takes exposed uh, dug up an they old cost tweet of mine you money, didn't yeah. they? Joe called them frauds. I called and, them frauds. Uh, the Niners fans were going in on Joe last night. I don't know. I mean, they've won 12, but they're lucky. Is it 12 straight now? Yeah. 12 straight. I will say two, two of my – I had three points as to why they were frauds, and two of the three still hold true. Still have not developed a franchise quarterback, and they uh, they don't have any draft picks. You were right about the Titans. But the record is great now, speaking so of the that's draft, the most important. Speaking of the draft picks thing, if the Niners win, that'll be two Super Bowls in a row that a team says, bleep them picks, and gets a player, and, and they win it. Oh, McCaffrey. Yeah. McCaffrey was right. a big price, and he has been worth it. It's been great for them, yeah. Yeah, I did... I didn't expect the Bills were going to be a player in the McCaffrey sweepstakes. They were said but to be they, watching they, him do what he did in San Francisco. You couldn't help but think, what could he have done with this offense? Well, not gotten passed to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I would I'm, hope they would have. I would hope they would have used him. I don't know. He's better than Naheem Hines. I would hope they would have had the sense to get him. Maybe not. 200 touches, whatever. Would they have gotten him involved in the same way that Kyle Shanahan does? Probably not, but more so than what they did with their running backs. There would have been a a tween level there. Not to the extent of what they did in San Francisco, which, by the way, they really needed, and it helped Brock Purdy immensely to do that. But, I mean, they practically the last... I mean, they ignored Hines on offense, and they ignored Cook in the passing game the last two games. I feel like McCaffrey would have gotten more involved. He More involved, for sure. Not near the level. I mean, San Francisco has got an entire offense designed to run screens and to throw swing passes, and the Bills don't do any of that well forever. I mean, Hines was a productive receiving target in Indianapolis, and they had no idea how to use him on offense. So maybe, am maybe I to think they game. really would have known how to use McCaffrey? Maybe next year it'll be developing a screen game will be the training camp theme. Let's get to uh, t- uh, Tom in Buffalo. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm just uh, – well, thank you for taking my call. But uh, I was just wondering, you know, like if Odell Beckham's available in that and – He's still a free agent. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, Von, Von Miller said something about that. Von yesterday. talked about it and said the door's not closed yeah, there. Von Miller wants him, you know – Defense is what really wins when it boils down to it. You know what I mean? Like if Von Miller was in there, he'd be he'd have been all over Burrow. Uh you know, you can only be so fast if the guy's getting the ball out in two and a half seconds. Right? You don't unless yeah, you're Superman. You're right right. Offense. They they need to address Tom, I'm with you on the receiver. They need to address offense. They need to draft a wide receiver no later than round two. Um you want to add Beckham? I'm good with that. But that's not a long term answer. They need to find a young, fast receiver who could be a well, big, big impact on this passing game because they just don't have that guy on the roster. Beckham Shakir's was, a nice piece, but he's not a number two like impact guy next season. Beckham was a good idea when they had no other options. Yeah. Right? He was the only thing you could do outside of like Beasley, who was also well, then on the they, street. Then they went to Brown and Beasley eventually, yeah. right? Once you get to an offseason where Beckham is out as a free agent along, along with all the other receivers... Mm-hmm. He's not as appealing. However, he might be cheap. That's. That, I mean, it has to be a short term. If they're signing, add, if yes. they're signing anybody in free agency, it's going to have to be really cheap. And I don't know that he'll be cheap. And also, I don't think I just. Well, I want to say I'm ready to close the door on it. Isn't the idea that he visited here mean that the Bills and Beckham are already on the same page money wise for the long term? Not, Not necessarily. necessarily. I like think they so. would have known though that like this year and next year, like oh, we're gonna have to fork over eighteen million dollars in the next two seasons. Like they would have, Bean would have already known. I can do this. 
I can fit him in it is, in 2023 huh. and 2024 because that's the deal he wants. Right. He came and visited, and he went to Josh's house. Like the the courting was definitely there. I just wonder by the time you get to an off season, you could do with this player or. I mean, Jamison Crowder came for super cheap. I can't see Odell with what I think he would want. I don't see how the Bills make that fit. They're over the cap right now. Now, again, that's not – I mean, they can move contracts, move money. That's, to make that fit, well, first off, are they keeping Edmonds? I just think – I think. But again, I, I, I think that he visited that means fit. that they already know but they can think, make it fit. And again, I think they visit just to actually also meet him face-to-face and kind of get a feel for him, culture, fit, all that stuff. But just how he's doing physically. Just do supply and demand. When he was a free agent – I'm sorry, in October, hmm. he was the only supply. Yeah. Now, True. And the demand was like three teams. Now – Yeah. So, so he'd su- cost less. The now. supply would be – 50 receivers hmm. and the entire NFL draft as well. That's right. I think I, like there'll be more teams involved. If you look at free agency though, like he still is one of the be- there's not many. Like it's him versus Jacoby Myers. Yeah. And Paris Campbell. Like it gets thin <laughs> quick. Wow. So, I, I agree definitely though that there'll be I mean there were three teams involved. There could be 15 now. Like that part of it, I think is definitely true. true. But all those 15 would probably put him as their seventh option. If they could get Oh, maybe not. That's that's not true. You're right. You you laid out the receiver, the the UFA class, but what's a better idea, Beckham for twelve or a first round receiver for? First round, well, yeah. I want to do both. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to do both. That's what I meant. <laughs> Couldn't you do both? Can you sure. make it work? You bring in your first round receiver because that's the guy you put opposite of Diggs, and you add Beckham as a piece, but it's got to be at a contract that fits into your salary cap. You add Beckham because you know what? At the end of the day, he upgrades your receiving group. You're much better off with Odell Beckham here. He's just not a long-term plan that you would count on. You have to go get a young wide receiver in the draft and make it a priority. I'd like both, too, if that's okay. I'm on your receiver train. Does that only include the draft, or is that free agents, too? It's, it's, most, draft thing? it's mostly draft. Draft, okay. It's it's 90% draft. If they sign a guy that's a veteran to a, like a two-year deal, then we're on the receiver train next year. Yeah. This team needs young talent at receiver. Yes. They drafted Gabe Davis and Isaiah Hodgins in the same draft. By the way, both developed into nice receivers for fourth and sixth round picks. Mm-hmm. Time to invest a little bit a little better, higher, a little yeah. better capital in that position. 803-0550 to join us if you're on hold. Hang on. We have more of your calls coming up, and uh, we got some big news to share about a fun, well, a fun game we used to do. It's coming back. One feature. Stay tuned. That's coming up in a moment. Just the music makes me feel better. Ah, uh, yes. I went back and listened to a Guess the Prospect from 2018. That's the year when we launched Guess the Prospect. It was quarterback quarterback, quarterback yeah. prospects in the yeah. first two rounds of the draft. This year, as we prepare for the draft, we'll have our fun little Guess the Prospect game show. Wide receivers. First three rounds, three clues, all the good stuff. Zay Jones. And this music, which initially... Was hated, not by me. Is now beloved. I think people came to love this music. Yeah, people would want us to do guess the prospects, just to hear the music. Bed. It's a good time. Hmm. What else we got? Take a call. What do you want to do? Could it depends on how late speaking you want to go of, to the break. Speaking of receiver, Brandon Bean is drafted. Trying to count real quick here, like five receivers that are in the NFL right now, and only one around the Bills. 
Hold on. Let's do that. Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Gabe Davis. Isaiah Hodgins. Hodgins, yep. Uh, is Ray Ray McLeod here? Ray Ray yes, McLeod. He's, in San Francisco. he's Yep, he's That's still right. playing for the 49ers. Prol, no. And does Marquez Stevenson count? I mean, he's with the Browns, but I don't know if he's like active enough. Um, I had him on the. I did count him, but you're right. He's not on an active did roster. We say, so did so that, we say that's, Zay? Or that was McDermott. That's right? the five. Uh, you, that's four. Did we say Zay? Wait, we did. Yeah, Zay Jones, Gabe Davis, Isaiah Hodgins, Marquez Stevenson. Oh, right. Sorry, Stevenson. I didn't count Shakir. Okay. I counted Shakir. Sorry. Yeah. So two. Two guys those. are here. Yeah. And only one of those guys Wait. drafted above the fourth round. He didn't draft Zay. McDermott did. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Whaley did. Oh, or McDermott. Wait a McDerm- both. Right? McDermott did. Right? The McDermott-Whaley well, draft. Yeah, right. I'm going to give that the... I'm going to call it the McDermott draft. There is a reasonably good team of Bills players that have left and been good elsewhere. Wyatt sure. Teller. Wyatt Teller, <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins, the list. Zay Jones. Yep. That might Her- be it. Harrison, Harrison Phillips. Phillips. They, couldn't, they couldn't keep him. Well, some... But I think Phillips is a different discussion. He was good here. I think, right? You'd be talking about guys like if Cody Ford ever turned into anything. Yeah. You'd be talking about guys that you decided were passing on because they're not good enough, and then they became better elsewhere. Like, they didn't have a spot for Wyatt Teller. He became really good in Cleveland. Phillips was good. They just, you know, you only spend so much on so many guys, and Phillips was a goner. The list of free agents and who has played their last game with the Bills. Yeah, don't get freaked out by, what is it, 21 or 22? Don't get freaked out by the number of free agents they have because there are plenty of guys there, and you'd be like, uh-huh, whatever. Right, the guys you would be nervous about losing. Here's here's my list. Poyer, Edmonds. That's it. Is, I, is Singletary next? No. I'm not, nervous I'm not, about I'm not, losing? I'm not worried about it, no. but would he be next? My next might be... I'm not Phillips? Sure. Is there not a next? No, there's Jordan not really Phillips? Shaq, Shaq Lawson? I mean, no. it's all depth guys after that. It's yeah. depth defensive ends. Uh, Crowder, special teams guys, Taiwan Jones, Jay Kumaro. It's it's two guys. It's Edmonds and Poyer, and I think honestly, it really comes. There's one really difficult decision to make. I'd like Jordan Poyer to stay. I just don't think he's gonna. The Bills will offer him what he wants. I don't think Poyer's coming back. I think it's one decision, boys. It's Tremaine Edmonds. What are you doing with his contract? Singletary, you can let him walk. Uh, the rest of these guys, there are some depth guys to keep. Yeah, I like Jordan Phillips. I like Shaq. You know, that maybe they'd want to keep Taiwan Jones for special teams again. So I don't think Saffold's coming back. So it's it's a long list, but there's one tough decision. Yep. Someone could offer sheet Dane Jackson, I suppose. I'm sorry, he's on the list too. You're right. I forgot. He's, he's an unrestricted. RFA. Or he's he's Fran- an RFA. restricted. Franchise tag coming out from the Bills. Mm, what is it for him? For Tremaine? Yeah. It's big because remember, linebacker is a position where some guys Get sacks, so uh, linebacker is really expensive. They don't break it down into no. subcategories. So, like, what are we talking, 15, 16 million? I think it's higher than that. Linebacker, and, franchise tag uh, for la- we have last year. Here we go. 2023 projected linebacker franchise tag is $20 million. Oh, God, no. No. Either he's back on a multi-year deal or he's leaving. I'm, Tran- there's no way I'm eating up that cap space for him. Transition is $15 million. <sighs> There's no way he's getting tagged. I wouldn't do it. Then again, I'm not Brandon Bean. 803-0550 to join us. All right. I love the music. We will get a um, quick bit of business in here. We got folks on hold, and we got folks calling in. 
we're wide open in the next hour. Hey, the dude on the wide receiver train call. Don't go anywhere. Jeremy wants to talk to you for sure. So we're going to get to your calls when we get back. 803-0550 to uh, join us on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.